1: Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing tech SEO and ChatGPT. Joining me today is Matthew Edgar, partner and technical SEO consultant at Elementive. Elementive is a small technical SEO consulting firm based out of Denver, Colorado. At Elementive, they help SEO teams, marketing departments, agencies, designers, and developers research, analyze, and fix technical issues that are holding back a website's. Performance. Performance. All right. So in this episode, as mentioned, we're going to be diving into why tech SEO still matters in the age of chat GPT.
0: And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. So check out hrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
1: And here's my conversation with Matthew Egger, partner and technical SEO consultant at Elementive. Matthew, welcome back.
2: Hi, thanks for having me back.
1: No, it's... I feel like it's hard to get through. I mean, we kind of did yesterday uh, a podcast episode where we're not talking about chat GPT nowadays, but I don't, I don't think I've heard or I've ha- definitely have not had any conversations specifically around. Well, how does this play into tech? As you know, does this change how we're looking at it? Do we need to kind of reset our strategy or approach to it? So to start us out. What changes from a technical SEO perspective do you anticipate or are you seeing with the rise of ChatGPT?
2: I think the biggest change that I'm seeing with this is that it introduces another bot that we need to think about and another bot that's going to start interacting with our website. And ChatGPT, just like Googlebot, has to go and has to crawl websites and it has to find content on websites. So now all of a sudden, along with thinking about Googlebot, we have to think about, well, what is ChatGPT? their bot doing on our site? How is that bot crawling our site? What is that bot finding on our site? And all of a sudden, that introduces a lot of new questions, a lot of new complexity around how we handle and work with that robot. On our site, some people are flat out saying, well, let's just block ChatGPT, but let's make sure that they can't crawl our site at all. They don't want to be included in that. Other people are saying, you know, no, I want to allow them in. Other people are taking somewhat more of a middle of the road approach of saying, well, we're going to let them see some things. We're not going to let them see everything. We don't want ChatGPT to learn from all of our content. Uh, so all of a sudden we now have you know, somebody else to think about and something else that we really have to think through and, and understand what that robot is doing on our site and how they're working and how we want them to work on our site.
1: Now, I know within that there's probably no right answer into like the approach from it, but kind of generally speaking what's your perspective on this like is it something that you you want to bring them into the site so then you have potentially another source or kind of avenue that you could have awareness in or like what's kind of your personal perspective on it
2: it really depends on the nature of your website and how your website is working what you're trying to get out of your website if you have a website that You're writing content, you're writing articles, and you need people to see those articles to sell ads or to have people click on affiliate links. If ChatGPT is able to take your content and basically rewrite that in a conversational interface, then people might not be as likely to come to your website. And I can see why people who have those kinds of websites that are very content heavy might be hesitant to allow ChatGPT to do that with their content and bring that in, particularly since ChatGPT at least as of right now, isn't doing a great job with citations or showing where they're getting the information or providing links to additional resources. For that matter, Google Bard isn't doing that either. They aren't, you know, if you use Google Bard and you conduct a search on there and you, it gives back just as a conversation, there's no links within that. And I can see why people, particularly on content focused websites, would be very worried about that and not want to necessarily engage with that kind of interface or want to work with that because it wouldn't be helpful for them. It could actually be like you're helping your competitor. But if you have other kinds of websites, you have a website that's more about promoting your business, promoting your product, or putting information out there, might be helpful to show up in ChatGPT because it does give you that other avenue for people to find you. It does give another place for people to potentially learn about your product. So you really have to think through it. From what your business goals are and how that can either help you or hurt you, where is that going to fall? And the more it hurts you, potentially, you do want to prevent uh, ChatGPT from being able to access your content.
1: That's a, a great point. And I think it's also refreshing to hear this perspective on it because I think very often when we're talking about ChatGPT or just more of kind of the general advancements in this, It's oftentimes coming back to just like, how are we using this for our content production and more of like, whether it's the optimization or the expansion efforts of a website. But I don't feel like there has been as much attention to this. Like, how much are we willing to contribute to the training of these models? And then your point on the citation, I think, is also going to be a very interesting one to see how it evolves. Like OpenAI within ChatGPT, as you mentioned, not always calling out where the citation's coming from. Certainly not like a clickable link coming from it. Sometimes it will come out in an output similar with BARD. You have a little bit of that within Microsoft's application of it. But I think it is a really interesting area that I'm curious how it's going to be evolving of this citation or credit back to sources. Let's go kind of down the hypothetical path here. And I think with ChatGPT or any of these systems, you have this potential to, in theory, like an explosion of content available, where the cost of production is decreasing a lot. So with that, you have this opportunity to scale the number of pages. How does that have you kind of thinking about technical SEO and what implications might come from this, I don't want to say, maybe lack of a better word, renaissance of content production online?
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of implications, both positive and negative, that we can think through with this. I think, obviously, on the one hand, if you are using ChatGPT to help you write content and you are helping, it's more of an assist as opposed to the sole author or the primary author of the content, but it's more it's helping with those things. That's great. ChatGPT can also be very helpful with helping to understand how you organize that content. So you give it a list of pages on your site and say, how should I relate these pages to each other? How do I cluster these pages? How do I group these pages? It can really help bring that IA and that structure of the website together in a very interesting way. So there's some very positive things that can come out of that. There's also the negative side of it of you can just have it generate hundreds of pages that you can just throw up without actually editing them or looking at them or doing much work with them. Not that anybody you and I work with is doing that, but I've heard of sites that are doing that. Nobody we've worked with though. And so of sites that are doing that, you do have to kind of question what's really going to be the long term of that. You might see some short term gains potentially as you add that content in, but Google's going to be smart enough to catch on to that and say, no, this isn't written at the level that we expect it to be written at. This doesn't necessarily sound like it's written by an expert, doesn't necessarily sound like it's written at the level of quality, at the level of helpfulness that we expect for content in this space. So I do think we're going to start to see Google push back on that a little bit. And they are going to start to better understand it. So while it might work a little bit in the short term, I don't know if it's going to work well in the long term. But if you are using it as more of that assist, then I think there could be a lot of positive things to help you scale content. Maybe not as fast since you'd still have to bring in that manual piece, but you can at least scale things up a little bit faster than you previously were able to, you know, potentially get some really good results from that.
1: Yeah, I've been liking to... I mean, I guess I've said it on the podcast before, but I've, I've used the analogy too, that it's like you're building a house... With your website expansion and with Chat GPT, it's kind of like moving from using a hammer to a nail gun where it's like, yeah, you can move quicker and you can build faster, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the quality is going to be great. And so how you use that and I think either way, you could build a really high caliber product and it's just one if used properly, you can build quicker. But it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, it's going to be perfect. We don't have to have these kind of measures. And so really been trying to encourage people use it as a tool and be thoughtful in how you're using it, but not necessarily as a just end all solution for this. And I do like, too, that you called out kind of using for the organization because I think there is a lot of potential to use it to build out that or make those changes to improve kind of like the topical authority? Like, so how are you grouping and clustering pages that are similar related and showing to a search engine that you're not just covering one facet of it, but you're hitting on all these different topics that are interrelated? And I think, again, from a tool perspective, you have options to help kind of, and not necessarily automate, but just help with a lot of that kind of initial work that then you can apply the human intervention to that 10, 20, whatever percentage it is. But again, at the end of the day, it's a tool that we have to use from and then expand beyond that.
2: Yeah, and that's the right approach. You don't want to think of it as let it go out and do whatever it wants to do. You have to treat it as a tool. And it's a great tool on the content side. It's a great tool to help with site structure. Also great to help with diagnosing technical problems. So if you give it the HTML of a page and say, "Hey, can you construct this HTML in a simpler way? Can you rewrite this HTML to work better, to be easier to parse and be easier to work with or just fix some of these underlying HTML issues?" It's a great tool to do that. Can also rewrite JavaScript code to simplify it and make it easier and, and more effective. So there's some great things you can do with the tool. But again, it's using it as a tool to help improve things and speed things up. But it's, it's not just you know, letting it off on its own, not just letting it do things by itself, but it is a great tool to help enhance the things and speed up the things that we're all already trying to do. Time for a one
0: minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O.
1: And kind of going back to something that we were talking about yesterday, indexation health. So again, we're going down this hypothetical path. We're increasing the number of pages that our website has. We're still making sure it's quality. Do you feel like there's raising the stakes in the kind of controlling what's indexed, what's not indexed, how well we're connecting this? Like, How do you think this potential of website expansion has on crawl bandwidth, crawl efficiency, and indexation health of a website?
2: That's a good question. And I think it's something that people do have to watch, and something I've been starting to watch for clients we're working with who are doing this, who are using ChatGPT to expand their websites, you have to make sure that Google's actually crawling all these pages. And this has been true for years. If you all of a sudden add hundreds of pages to your site, you all of a sudden add tons of new stuff, you add a bunch of new stuff to your site, then all of a sudden, your are causing Google to have to go back through and really reevaluate all that content, look at that content, and Google can potentially miss it. And so you wanna be sure that you're pacing this correctly in a way that Google's able to crawl it effectively and that Google's going to be able to go through and look at all of the content that you're adding. Because what you don't wanna have happen is you add all these new pages and then Google just kind of sticks them in the queue effectively and doesn't come back to them and isn't able to get back there and you know crawl through those things or isn't able to index those things so where i see these pages get stuck a lot is that they'll get stuck in the crawled not indexed category or the discovered not indexed category in google search console under the pages report and you have all these new pages and they're probably perfectly fine pages you just added too much where google kind of got overloaded and it took them longer so before you just go and add hundreds of pages to your site, maybe try ramping this up a little bit. Try adding ten new pages, and then tomorrow add twenty new pages. Make sure Google is going to actually handle that volume, and then slowly ratchet it up. Before you just add here's a thousand new pages and hope for the best. You want to test this out a little bit and make sure Google is going to be able to crawl through all those pages successfully. And you're kind of training Google that hey, we're going to start increasing our volume as well, so Google knows to. Be change how they're approaching your site, change how they're crawling your site to know that you might be increasing your volume. So if you slowly ratchet that up of, okay, here's 10 new pages, here's 20 and so on, then you're starting to, that process of training Google.
1: That's such a good call out. And for me too, it also really comes back to, you know, one of your recommendations earlier on potentially using chat GPT for identifying other pages that are related or how they could be linked. And making sure that as you are releasing these pages, they are well integrated into the navigation. They're well linked to within the site and sending that signal of like, yes, we are increasing at a faster rate the number of pages we have, but we're doing it in a thoughtful way because they're well connected, well related to other topics that we are already talking about. And so I think it, for me, it really increases that near that necessity to have a properly well-linked site. So it's not just giving that impression of like high volume, low importance, but in a more thoughtful way.
2: Yeah, and thinking about that too, the other thing to keep in mind with how pages are related, it's also the idea of duplicate content. Google has long said that duplicate content is not just about exact match, it's about duplication of meaning, it's about duplication of intent, duplication of purpose, And as you're adding all these new pages, you want to make sure that they really are unique, that they are really distinct pages that are being created and not just regurgitating the same basic stuff that you've already said 20 other times in other pages on your website. So you can change your prompts in ChatGPT to tell ChatGPT what other pages you have, what other topics you've covered. You need to modify things to make sure that you are getting unique content on there. So that way, not only are you showing how the pages are related with internal links, but you're also showing how pages are related by communicating that you have a lot to say about this subject and that you have a lot of unique things to talk about. So that you don't end up with 42 pages on your website that are all saying the exact same thing about the same topic, just in slightly different
1: ways. Uh, That's a great call out. Um, The specificity of the prompts and... Yeah. If you have to your point, if you have that opportunity of including something that is more dynamic or subjective to your specific use case, like that grounding can be such an important factor in like the quality of then the output and separating that intent of other experiences that you have on the site. Anything else that you'd want to call out in regards to tech SEO and, you know, how, how chat GPT is impacting it.
2: I think the other thing to keep in mind here with this is while it feels like this is new and while this feels like this is totally unexplored and we've never been here before, that's not the case. We've been dealing with AI in the SEO space going back at least a decade. I mean, Google released RankBrain in 2015 and RankBrain was Google's first attempt to really use an AI system to figure out how to rank pages. And it really changed things with how you approached... How you build websites and how you write content and how Google is processing things. I remember even some of Google engineers coming out when RankBrain came out and saying, We're not even sure how RankBrain is making its decisions because it is an AI system that is making its own choices. Now, RankBrain is very unsophisticated compared to where ChatGPT is. It's an older technology, but we've been dealing with that and thinking about that for a long time. Google also released BERT in 2018, which was a language model. That Google used to process and understand content. They replaced that in 2021 with MUM, which was a different way of modeling content and understanding things. So while this is new, and while this is something that we do have to think about and will change things, it's also part of where we've already been going. It's going in the same direction. It's an acceleration of that direction. It's new stuff to explore, new opportunities, absolutely new things to think about. But It's stuff we've already been thinking about and dealing with and working with in SEO for a long time about how do we work with these sophisticated models that are trying to understand our content, these sophisticated models that are trying to figure out how our website ranks and how do we interact with them. We have more of that to do. We'll have more of that to do in the future. But... I don't think of this more as uh, an SEO revolution as I do. It's an evolution of where we've been going and how do we continue to do the things that that we know have worked over the last 10 years. And I think that's important to keep in mind of you don't need to worry so much that this is brand new or this is totally different. We know what to do. Just keep doing the things that have worked well, learn from it, but keep moving in that direction.
1: All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Matthew Edgar, partner and technical SEO consultant at Elementive for joining us. Also, we mentioned it yesterday in the episode, but be sure to check out his book, Uh, Technical SEO Guide that is on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle as well as paperback. So certainly if you're looking for another resource around technical SEO, rather reinforcing where you're at or also kind of giving you that introduction into this sector of our industry, be sure to take a look at that. And if you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Matthew, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter, where his handle is at Matthew Edgar, CO. Visit his company's website, Elementive.com. And again, check out his book, Tech SEO Guide, available on Amazon.